floor. Gilly, Miss Ellis sighed and shifted her fancy on the floor gears. Gilly. My name, Gilly said between her teeth, is Galadriel. Miss Ellis appeared not to have heard. Gilly, give Mamie Trotter half a chance, okay? She's really a nice person. That cans it, thought Gilly. At least nobody had accused Mr. or Mrs. Nevins, her most recent foster parents, of being nice. Mrs. Richmond, the one with the bad nerves, had been nice. The Newman family, who couldn't keep a five-year-old who wet her bed, had been nice. Well, I'm eleven now, folks, and in case you haven't heard, I don't wet my bed anymore. But I am not nice. I am brilliant. I am famous across this entire county. Nobody wants to tangle with the great Galadriel Hopkins. I'm too clever and too hard to manage. Gruesome Gilly, they call me. She leaned back comfortably. Here I come, Mamie baby, ready or not. They had reached a neighborhood of huge trees and old houses. The social worker slowed and stopped beside a dirty white fence. The house it penned was old and brown with a porch that gave it a sort of pot belly. Standing on the porch, before she rang the bell, Miss Ellis took out a comb. Would you try to pull this through your hair? Gilly shook her head. Can't. Oh, come on, Gilly. No. Can't comb my hair. I'm going for the Guinness record for uncombed hair. Gilly, for Pete's sake. Hey there. I thought I heard y'all pull up. The door had opened, and a huge hippopotamus of a woman was filling the doorway. Welcome to Thompson Park, Gilly, honey. Galadriel, muttered Gilly. Not that she expected this bale of blubber to manage her real name. Jeez, they didn't have to put her in with a freak. Half a small face, topped with muddy brown hair and masked with thick metal-rimmed glasses, jutted out from behind Mrs. Trotter's mammoth hip. The woman looked down. Well, excuse me, honey. She put her arm around the head, as if to draw it forward, but the head resisted movement. You want to meet your new sister, don't you? Gilly, this is William Ernest Teague. The head immediately disappeared behind Mrs. Trotter's bulk. She didn't seem bothered. Come in, come in. I don't mean to leave you standing on the porch like you was trying to sell me something. You belong here now. She backed up. Gilly could feel Miss Ellis's fingers on her backbone, gently prodding her through the doorway and into the house. Inside, it was dark and crammed with junk. Everything seemed to need dusting. William Ernest, honey, you want to show Gilly where her room is? 
William Ernest clung to the back of Mrs. Trotter's flowered house dress, shaking his head. Oh, well, we can see to that later. She led them down the hallway to a living room. Just sit down and make yourself at home now. She smiled all across her face at Gilly, like the after in a magazine diet ad. A before body with an after smile. The couch was brown and squat with a pile of cushions covered in graying lace at the far end. A matching brown chair with worn arms slumped at the opposite side of the room. Gray lace curtains hung at the single window between them, and beside the window was a black table supporting an old-time TV set with rabbit ears. The Nevinses had had color TV. On the right-hand wall between the door and the brown chair stood a black...